Thank you for attending the service and being open to the word of God, which is a lamp unto our feet, that we may use his word to keep our life steady, to keep us focused and on the right track into the kingdom of God. Amen. And to keep us on that track by way of word this morning is Elder Ted Sodaria. And you may welcome him now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Jesus Christ. First off, I'd like to uh, introduce for those of you that don't know Anyway, like I was saying, uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Elder Ted, and I'd like to thank the Hawaii Fellowship musicians for opening up this service with the music ministry of an attitude of praise and worship. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you, Reverend Reno, for giving me this opportunity to speak this morning. And thank you for the messages that you brought this past couple of weeks. It was outstanding, powerful, very anointed, and inspiring message. Thank you, Reverend Reno. Well, approximately four weeks ago, about a month ago, you know, when Reverend Reno brought a message, and she spoke about the oil and the vinegar. I don't know if you remember that. And right after, right after her message, you know, I approached Ella Whitley, and you know, I don't speak often. So I asked Ella Whitley if I could speak next month. And he looked at me and he said, sure, with a smile. But anyway, to make a long story short, getting back to my message, when she spoke about the oil and the vinegar, when you put these two things together in a bottle, it separates. And no matter how many times you try to mix it up, eventually she'll separate. Because these are two different substances. If you put it in another perspective, these are two different types of attitude. And that's my message this morning, awesome. attitude. And attitude means, hold on. An attitude means or refers to a set of emotion, belief, and behavior towards a person, thing, or an event. So when you're in a good mood, you're happy, you're smiling, you like to talk, and share things with people, you're on top of the world. But if you're in a bad mood, then you're sad. Sometimes you're mad. You have to be alone. And you feel that the world is against you. 
Now there's four types of attitude. You got positive, negative, you got your neutral, and you got sickened. And let's talk about two common attitudes, which is positive and negative. Now a negative attitude is a result of negative thinking. It is a lack of mental discipline. It focuses on the problem and stop looking for solutions or opportunities and ignore the good things in life and only think about whether they will fail. They often find a way out to tough situations by running away. A person with a negative attitude will always, almost, lose to a person with a positive attitude. And sadly to say that many people today with that negative attitude are stuck in a doom loop or at a stop sign because their negative attitude because they have that negative attitude of improving their attitude. Now another negative attitude is anger. It is the root of self-destruction and is the biggest enemy. Self-doubt is another negative attitude that leads to no progress and will often lead to low confidence. And the other negative attitude is frustration. And it is an irritant that will prevent you from taking any positive steps forward. Like they say, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it. And this is not a good place to be. Now a positive attitude, which is the opposite, is the result of a disciplined and deliberate way of seeing, thinking, and responding to life. It is a mental discipline. It's intentional. A positive attitude brings strength, energy, motivation, and initiative. A positive attitude is not naive, and it does not, I repeat, it does, does not sugarcoat problems. Where they seize and acknowledge problems, and then focus on finding solutions and opportunities it looks for opportunities within the problem. Another good attitude is confidence. Looking at things confidently and say, hey, I'm up to this. Let's do it. And it is an attitude towards life in general or confident within self. Another good attitude is determination, hard work, and effort to get things the way you want. A person who is driven and properly determined will overcome all impossibilities. And here's another example. Let's say there's a promotion in a company and there's two employees going for that promotion. And both of them have excellent work behavior. But one of them comes to work late all the time, giving all kind of excuse and complains. So who do you think will get that promotion? The guy with a positive attitude. And a positive attitude will always outperform a person with a negative attitude. Now we serve a progressive God. And God is looking for people with positive attitude. 
with confidence and determination to persevere with God. With a positive attitude, we need to have a godly attitude. And positive and godly attitude goes hand in hand. And in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5, let this mind be in you, which, is, which was also in Jesus Christ. Let me repeat that again. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ, unquote. Now many Christians claim to know the mind of God, but we in the Hawaii Fellowship of the Universal World Church, we can have the mind of God, or we have the mind of God. And with that godly attitude, especially in this fearsome world today, and in Colossians 3.10, and I've put on a new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, unquote. To have a godly attitude, we must be a new creation in Christ, filled with the sevenfold Holy Spirit in order to be renewed in the knowledge of God. Now, if we are to have that godly attitude, then the Holy Spirit is the character of God. So let's look at the Spirit in Galatians 5, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, peace, joy, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, unquote. Now the Word tells us to live by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we should have a godly attitude of love, peace, and joy, living in us, feeding our soul. And if our hearts are continually being filled with God's love, then there is no fear from Satan. Satan is cast out. For there is no fear in love, but we fear God and serve God with a holy fear. For he is, he is loving and a forgiving God. Now in this world, we are like Jesus. Remember the message last couple of weeks? Staying on the potter's wheel. We are the clay being molded by the hands of God into the image and likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have the heart of love as we minister to this world. But thanks be to God, He gives us the attitude of victory through our Lord Jesus Christ as we walk confidently, boldly, and proclaiming the good news of Christ. For God's love is eternal. And in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only forgotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And 1 John 4, 8, Whoever does not love, does not know God, because God is love. And in John 15, 12, My commandment is this, Love each other as I have loved you. Unquote. And with love comes peace. Now many people think that peace is, I guess when, you, when families get together after a family feud, okay, they have peace. 
or when two countries are at war. You know, when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor in 1941, the United States declared war against Japan. Then four years later, 1945, Tokyo Bay in Japan, the Japanese leaders went on board one of the Navy ships and signed that declaration of surrender. Then right after that, there were peace between the United States and Japan. But according to the Bible, the peace of God which transcends all understanding is the harmony and the calmness of body, mind, and the spirit, trusting in the power and grace of God. Now, every day we do fight a battle, a spiritual battle, with Satan and his dynamic powers. And Satan is waiting for an opening to get into our soul with fear and anger. And there's no negotiating, no peace treaty between God and Satan. But, you know, thanks be to God that every day we can put on that full golden armor of God and with our godly attitude, we can fight Satan and his dynamic powers and again claim victory, amen? Remember, God has no fear. So let us walk in that godly attitude and continually be filled with God's love, knowing that the Lord is with you and will lead you to victory. Jesus is our peace within. In him, we are a new creation. And he is making us whole and complete like him. When trials come to tear us apart, he is our peace that keeps us together. Remember, God's love has no room for Satan. Peace comes from God. And in John chapter 14, verse 27, peace I live with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let your hearts let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid, unquote. And with love and peace comes joy. And joy, I guess many of us look at it at a different perspective. When you buy a new house or buy a new car, this is something great, wonderful, full of joy. But buying a house or buying a car is great. But when you need house repairs, <laughs> car repairs, there's no joy. You gotta pay the bill. So these worldly, worldly things are temporary. Now one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. Receiving the Holy Spirit who lives in the, who, receiving the Holy Spirit who lives in the believer brings eternal joy permanent joy, and this joy is in us forever. Accessing joy, accessing joy from the Holy Spirit comes from the process of learning how to live by the Spirit. God changes our hearts to be the hearts of Jesus. 
The more we walk with the Lord, the more spiritual-minded we become. With our praise and thanksgiving to the Lord, it triggers a joy in our hearts. And as the fruit of the Spirit increases, it increases our strength and sustains us through hard times. So let us walk with joy with a thankful heart and taking control and walking in the power of the Lord. Now let God control you with love, peace, and joy. Now how can we maintain this godly attitude? Number one, spending more time with the Lord regularly. Not only Sunday, but when you walk out those doors, you can keep it in, in mind daily, every day. You can say, thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You can sing to the Lord. You know, spend with the Lord more regularly. And number two, remembering who the Lord is in your life. Now, He is the Father in heaven who sits on His throne, and He will carry you through hard times. Or, He'll give you the strength to walk through the situation, guiding you by His Word. So, when that problem looks like a mountain, and trust in God, that mountain becomes a small stumbling block. For he said, hurt not my people, or hurt not my anointed ones. And number three, read the Bible. Open the Bible, pick up a scripture. Okay? And you may not remember the last scripture you read last week, but eventually it builds up your spiritual being, little little by little, constantly in the Word of God that will lead you to joyful life. And if not, I know, we, I, I, I know we had the promise box back there, you know, but because of this pandemic and health reasons, you know, Reverend Randall took the box away, and I know soon we'll have the promise box back. So you walk in, pick up a card, read the scripture, put them back in. Well, if you want, you can purchase them at any one of the Christian stores for a few bucks, you know. Okay. And number four, listen to Christian music of, of praise and worship. You can put that Christian music in your iPhone, and you can listen to Christian music at home, in your car, or even going walking. And it focuses your eyes on the Lord. Christian music allows peace and joy to rise up within you. And if you like Elder Walter and Elder Dean, our musicians, if you can play the guitar, you can play and sing your own Christian song. And number five, last but not least, watch out for negative thoughts. Negative thoughts can kill joy instantly. Don't let it drag you down. The Holy Spirit within can help you to watch out for negative thoughts and take corrective actions. And as soon as you, as soon as you notice them, make a deci decision to change. 
sit with your friends and they start talking in, talking negative things at work, at church, or whatever it may be. You know, we all this once in a while. Hey, by the way, you heard about the, they're, they're having a, this vaccine for people with 65 and over, you know, something good, positive things. Okay, well, just walk away. I'm going to use the restroom. Okay. So remember, God is in control. And with the Holy Spirit, you will be able to overcome it and be joyful again. And God has given us the mind to discern what is good and bad. So don't let Satan con take control over you with fear and anger. We do not live in fear with Satan. But again, we do serve a fearful but loving and forgiving God. For everyone born of God overcometh the world. This is victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Therefore, a godly attitude is a restful attitude because our souls are filled with God's love, peace, and joy. We walk confidently in Christ knowing He is with us and giving us victory and helping us overcome the world. For Christ's love will destroy the fear from Satan. And with a godly attitude, we are free in Christ. And in Galatians 5.1, stand firm and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So today, let us walk with a godly attitude knowing that the Lord is with you and will lead you to victory. Through Christ, you have overcome the world. But there is nothing in the world that you can overcome through the power of God. And in Matthew, my last scripture, 1926, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen. Praise be to God. Praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Elder Ted, for that inspirational message so eloquently delivered. What a blessing it is to be reminded of our human nature. How blessed it is to be reminded that we can put that human nature on the side and take on the things of the Spirit. How beautiful it is to be reminded that if we believe in the power of God in ourselves, anything according to Jesus Christ is possible. It's just removing the negative in our lives and taking on the positive. Amen? So I want us right now to close our eyes. And if there is anything or whatever negative things are in our lives, let's acknowledge them now. Because you cannot get rid of something that you don't acknowledge is there. So right now, when our eyes are closed, let's think about anything and everything that could be negative in our life right now. And understand that by way of the power in this message today, and with the anointing that we'll receive at the magnificent golden altar, we positively can get rid of this negativity 
which is bringing anger and fear and anxiety and stress and sometimes hatred in our life. Because those things are not of God. Understand that we're going to leave them at the feet of Jesus today upon the golden altar. Now, brethren, think about the positive things in your life and allow that to outweigh anything in your life right now that was negative. Think of the positive things. Think of the beautiful person that you are. Think about the beautiful life that you live. Think about the fact that you are a child of God and that you have all his blessings, all his power, and above all, the greatest gift of all, you have his love. Now that we have changed our attitude, we've let go of the negativity, let's bring that negativity to the feet of Jesus at this altar so it will never come back to us again. Say amen to that. And I'm going to ask you to be seated, and we're going to call upon the ministering ushers to pass out the offering envelopes for this service. <laughs>